Hey, what's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Rockman Power Hour, a podcast where we talk to the most interesting people in the world of pop culture, music, and everything in between. And this week, we have got uh, a guy that I've known for a long, long time. Uh, Ryan, I believe you are familiar with the band Mobile. I am, actually. You know, it's really cool, though. At Mobile, I believe they were playing a show in Quebec City that uh, a band I was working with, Psychotic 4, they were playing. Yep. And I'm like, Mobile? Who? Who's Mobile? And why do they get to headline today? And uh, sure enough, man, that's pretty cool. Unless I mix it up. But, you know, when uh, when you told me they're going to be on the show, I'm like, sweet. Yeah. I remember that day. Great band. Uh, great, yeah. great guys. I've known them forever. And they're kind of back. Um, they've got a new album. It's called Roadmap to Redemption. And uh, mm. and Matt and the band, we've been friends for a long, long time. You'll you'll hear that in the interview. Um, I've known these guys since they were a band called Moonraker. They used they won this um, this talent contest Moonraker. in Montreal called Show Me Spree, and we've been friends ever since then. Um, I was asked to be a judge that year, and uh, well, I don't want to give it anything away. You'll hear it in, in the yeah. uh, in the interview, but it's a it's a it's a fun it's a fun chat, and uh, I was glad to get Matt on here. He's an incredible singer incredible songwriter and it's nice to see that um he's doing it on his terms now he's not doing it because he he has to he's doing it because he wants to and there's a difference you know sometimes when you have to do something because you're contractually bound or because it's all you know how to do but it's nice to see people come back to music and it's a reoccurring theme with me all the time i love i I love talking to people that come back to music after maybe a lengthy hiatus with a renewed vigor for it with like oh i want to do this because it's what i i really really enjoy doing but i'm doing it because i want to do it it's not because i have to do it do you know what i mean absolutely i feel that way sometimes during uh not very often stints of karaoke singing i'm like i hear audience applause and i'm like oh right i used to live for this and then uh, you know and then you grease the wheels back up and you're like oh right band practice right Oh yeah, and waiting loading. for people to show up right. and loading all that and, other yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And after that, that all after all the applause, the you know, loading back into the van and sleeping in your sweaty clothes and all that other yeah. other stuff that we look at with rose-colored glasses. But you guys don't. And that's what I like about this interview, because you guys talked about how things can suck. And I loved it. Yeah. As a music person who's been playing for years and all that, I found this interview so relatable. I can't wait for people to hear this. I even was texting on like the first 10 minutes alone. This is what podcasts are made of. Yeah. <laughs> I feel I, you are singing my song and I'm so glad you did. Awesome. Well, let's sing someone else's song right now. Let's thank <laughs> the good folks over at Heartbeat Hot Sauce. I'm holding up the pineapple habanero. I love this one. I've been, I've been using this one a lot. I think it's like going through my third bottle. Um, what I liked about this too, it's not too hot. And you can check that because on the back, they've got the hot meter that'll bring you from mild all the way to extra hot. And this one sits right right in between medium and hot. Um, check them out over at heartbeathotsauce.com. Use our promo code ROCKMAN20 right below there, and you'll yeah. get 20% off your entire order. Uh, I also noticed you are wearing a beautiful Nope shirt, which I've got to get. Um, that is great, and that's from Studio House Designs. They're also uh, friends of ours here at the podcast. Ooh, I like the back. Great. Oh, yeah. That's, it's such a good movie, too. I, I love that movie. Did you get? Have you seen the movie? Of course, I, I would be wearing a shirt unless I saw the movie. I saw the movie uh, not in the theater, and yeah. I really wish I would have because it's got like one of those um, real uh, scope. That's what I can yeah, say yeah, the movie Yeah, has. definitely. Nope has scope. Nope has scope. And, <laughs> and uh, it would have been really cool to experience that creature with that, you know, sub with er and like, you know, really deep sound. Yeah. But I still enjoy the crap out of it. My favorite, part's the, my favorite part is the, is the ape subplot. I would have loved more of that. 
that would have been I uh, give me a 20 minute short just more on the yeah, history of yeah, that yeah. but uh really 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 cool I don't know the movie's great the shirt's great I'm not used to giving people you know trying to make people pay attention to the back of me more yeah but i'm like well for all you who follow me around without my wanting you're gonna hear some of you there's a view so check them out over yeah. at studiosdesigns.com uh all right ryan let's just dive right into this because um this is a great chat like i said between two old friends matt's a, a wonderful human and um and i'm not, i'm happy to see that they have a new album out so check it out right now our chat with matt jolie from the band mobile All right, really, really happy to have with me uh, a guy who I've known for quite a while. I'd say easily 20 years, if not more. Um, he's a singer in a very, very rad Canadian band that um, that is just kind of starting. Not, I don't want to say just starting again, because I know it's been a while that you've been back, but um, this record is is really, really good. Um, and I'm really, really happy to welcome to the podcast, Matt Jolie from the band Mobile. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you. Thank, thank Thanks for having me again. Yeah, man. Well... You and I go way back, um, and and I, I want to touch on that a little bit because I want to set kind of the tone of um, of where we kind of know each other from, and and I want to talk about the growth that I've seen with this band and the fact that the band's doing this again. And you know, I I heard the the new record, I listened to it in my car, and immediately I I had to post something that was you know kind of goofy because I was really fucking impressed. Nice, so man. Um, <laughs> I posted this this goofy little video that um that we're going to put in here um here i just want to show people this hey tabarnak c'est pas mal bon ça man c'est fucking bon so you can see the enthusiasm that i had when i was when i heard yeah, the record yeah, for the first time that was cool. because i've known you since um i've known you since you were in a band called circle square right yeah so oh, we've yeah. kind of known each other for Right, a long fucking time. That's a long time ago, man. That's like mid nineties, like even early nineties. It was probably like ninety three. Because yeah. I have a flyer somewhere with my band Slaves Unopened Circles. Right. I think we played at um, Purple Haze. If I'm right. Honest. Right. Right. So right. that's how long I've known you for. But but really, I've known you. Um, it was was pretty much when you were playing in the when you competed in this contest in Montreal called the Show Miss Bree contest. Right. Um, and. I remember I was asked to be a judge, uh, and it was Too Tall who was our who's you know Too Tall was the old the old uh, DJ at show, and he's like, "Hey, um, I'm going to ask you to come in and be a judge." And this and it was kind of cool for me because I had won the contest, I'd gone off, you know, slaves on dope and made a bit of our name for ourselves. So I came back and I felt like oh, this is my way to give back. Yeah. And I remember um, I think you guys played the first night. We did. And you were one of the first bands to go on stage. And I remember I heard the set and I looked at all the judges and Tutal, I go, that band's going to win. And he was so mad at me. Yeah. I'll never forget that because in his mind, he's like, you can't know they're going to win because I was like, dude, no one is going to touch this band. And I was right. And it, because I knew right away when I saw this band perform that there was something special there. Well, I remember that time too. Exactly. Actually, you came to meet me in the bathroom, was taking a piss, and you you came and talked to me. I said, Hey, man, this is Jason. You guys are going to win. I was like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we could talk about it now, but I can remember, man, Too Tall was so fucking mad at me. Yeah. And, uh, but I knew, I mean, I knew this band had something special. And then, of course, right. you know, you and I, you and I uh, became friends, and, and, I, yeah. and I started hanging out with the band. I would go check out what you guys were doing. And, and then I remember talking to you guys and you were like, what's the next move to do? And I was like, well, right. move to LA or move to New York. And you guys ended right. up moving to Toronto. Yeah. Right. And that's when things started to happen for you. Totally. 
Yeah, I remember. Actually, you were really involved with us back then because that was right after we won the Show Me Spree, and you were actually uh, helping us quite a lot back then about being like uh, listening to our our songs and be a consultant, I guess, right? And because yeah, I mean, I just I, I really I guess it was kind of like the early seeds of what I kind of try to do now at Show Me is be there for right. local bands, you know. Totally. And you've been you've been a huge support from day one, and that was great coming from you. We felt like a great deal of. Uh, enthusiasm and then we were like if you like it it means you know being fr francophones from montreal too from the suburbs we we had to uh, build ourselves a little bit of uh you know um confidence and whatnot yeah. so i i think it, it's it, you helped us quite a quite a bit and i remember when you we knew that you uh, slaves on the move to la back then and it totally inspired us to do the same move and we were actually looking to move to new york city it was just 2001 so yeah. it was right after the 9-11 so that yeah. was complicated to go to the states so um we went to toronto it was great actually the thing is we we were told like listen the band is good and you got some good songs but you need something special you need a story so we, we and it's true i i, I must admit that It created that thing around the band that, you know, we uh, we moved to Toronto, the five of us in a two-bedroom apartment, and we stuck yeah. together. You know, we yeah. all went to work and got a job, and we used to hang out at the Horseshoe Tavern. I mean, seriously, five nights a week, you know, yeah. just hustle and be there all the time and meeting the right people. Then we got an agent involved, and we we met our our future manager, and then, then we got respected, I think. And it also made us realize that, Hey man, this is not going to be an easy game. You know, there's a lot of good bands out there. And I remember, I think the first night we moved there, it was around Canadian Music Week or uh, uh, NXNE. And uh, we went to see Billy Talent. And that's the night they got signed at the Reverb in Toronto. Wow. And they killed it. Yeah. And I remember Frank and I, we were like, hey man, if we want to be signed, we got to be as good as those guys because they, they ripped the place apart. Yeah, and yeah. we felt yeah. like, listen, we're going to have to work harder, you know, and we did. And, and then eventually we got signed um, probably a year later or something like that. And I remember, um, you know, I think I was in the States at the time when you guys got signed and I just remember being so happy and yeah. so proud and, uh, and just seeing that, you know, you guys went on to, to do great things. And I remember you won a Juno award yeah. and I remember calling you and going, you want a fucking Juno. That's so fucking bad, man. And, and I just thought it was so, and, and like, when I think back now, you know, I know that you and I, And the band might not have necessarily kept in touch every day and every month or whatever, but I've always felt a small part of, of this band's not, and, and not, not to get, but I've always felt like I believed in it from the beginning. And I, oh, there's totally. nothing, there's nothing better than when you, you know, and you know, it too, when you find a band that you hear early on and you're like, this band is special. And exactly. the fact that you're still making music, um, you put out a new record um, and we're going to talk about that record, but man, I'm just glad that you guys stuck with it. You came back to your passions and the whole journey with music can be such a, an arduous one and it can be such a difficult one. Um, but when people go away from it, take some time and then come back to the passion and find the passion again. And they yeah. do it for, for different reasons later in life. It's, it's right. so much sweeter. It really is. It is. I think it's, it's, it's also like, it takes a bit of courage to get back at it because like you, When you, uh, a lot of people don't understand when you're signed with a major label, it changes everything. And some, I don't want to blame the industry or whatever for what happened to us, but it surely played a part because, you know, you're part of a big machine and we got caught up into that thing where we, 
I mean, it's it's unreal when you sign with back in the day, especially in 05, you know, we signed with Interscope and Universe. Right. That was a I mean, huge were, Interscope were massive back then. Massive, massive, huge. And it was like, oh my God, this is great. But I knew the traps of the music industry too. I, I was aware through you and people who told me like when you guys were signed on the Aussies label and what happened, even though you're good, you're successful, you sell a lot of records. Sometimes it's just, you get caught up and for some reason, it's, things are just going to, ha- not going to happen. Yeah. It's, well, fair enough. We, we were lucky that we had a break in Canada, but I mean, we, we did a really good run in the UK and in Europe and we, we played great gigs over there. We killed it. And we were so close of having that deal with Island Records because, you know, the way it was back then, it was Polydor at the first say through Interscope and then it was Island and Mercury. But Polydor were lukewarm about us. But I mean, Island, the guy was freaking over mobile. He was like, I'm going to sign you guys. And uh, I'm gonna put you guys on tour, the Killers and 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 the Bravery, and he, he he had all those bands. So we were like, man, we we touched the dream, we had it, yeah, yeah. and because we killed it too on the road. But eventually, unfortunately, the business, you know, it's stuff happened, and then we had to go through Polydor. So they waited a year. They never released the record. People yeah. got fired, and then we got really discouraged you know unfortunately because uh man that's hard and then we signed a couple more record deals through indie labels and uh you know it didn't turn out too good and it's, it was so hard on us because it's been years and years and years of building this thing and even though you're good you have you have certain amount of success in canada you want to juno and whatever it's just touring and having a great you you know you you're having a good time and and making a career and Unfortunately, you know, it get it's just not gonna happen for you. So it's, you know, it, I'm over it now. I mean, I it's been years now. That's why I decided to quit at some point. It just yeah. didn't make me feel happy. Yeah. And uh now it's a different story. Right? Well, and it comes across in the record, you know. Um, what I loved about it was when I listened to it, it had, you know, and I know you did a lot of different projects, you know, you went and you did a solo thing, right? And and you've always been talented, you know, you've always been a great singer, I've always been a fan, you know, I've always you know, I've always called you like you're you're like a mini Bono. I remember telling you that from the beginning. Like yeah. you're the fucking only guy I know that can sing like Bono. And but what I love about you is that you've always got the talent. But man, this record, you can feel the passions there. Yeah. Like the passion to write the best songs you can, um, yeah. the adventures that you're taking melodic wise. Um right. and there's a different sound to the band. I mean, there's there's a lot more synth. Um, it, it just seems to have a little bit more of an electro feel. And I just right. I was really, really happy listening to the record because with every listen, there were some other things that jumped out at me. And right. and, and, I, when, and and that's the thing about your band is you guys have always been about musicianship. You know, there's been, totally. and there's been incredible things that have happened with the other members of your band as well. And with uh-huh. you over yeah. the years. I mean, you got to yeah. share the stage with Chris Cornell. Right. Um, you got to sing with Chris Cornell live on right. stage. I mean, not right. a lot of people can say they did that, you know, uh-huh. you know, one of the guys in your band got to do stuff with Sting. Right. I mean, that's nuts. Yeah. You know, that's crazy when you think of that. So I know it's easy to get caught up and to regret and, and to think, but sometimes when you have perspective and you, you, you go back yeah. and you go, hang on a minute, All I right. got to do something that not first, most people don't even get a chance to even touch, like get close to no, it. You're right. So it's, it's a huge thing. And I think you guys, I, I'm just glad that you guys are back together. I'm glad that you put this record out. Um, I think that it's, you know, it's fun when you get an album from somebody that you've known for a while mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, how, how is this going to turn out? And they, right. and they surpass your expectations. Oh, you that's I mean? great. Well, thank, thank you. Appreciate it. And to be honest, you're right. It's like, 
I have in perspective because when I decided to quit, I was so tired and messed up from the music industry, but also fed up of everything regarding music. I yeah. hate everything regarding music. And yeah. I was so proud of myself about like whatever, like the Juno or sing with Cornell. But when you're in, 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 in a downtime, when you it's things are not happening, you're 35 years old and you're like, damn, what am I going to do? I've been yeah. just a singer all my life, even though you're a Juno award winning singer. Um, I didn't want to work in the industry because I was fed up. So I'm, I had to, to turn my life around and, and uh, make a lot of efforts and, and make changes. And I did. And the thing is like, it took a while for the guys to lure me back in to, because they were um, jamming and playing together. I was really, because we've been, we remained friends through the years, yeah. all the guys, you know, because we, we grew up together and even our kids, they're, they're, they're friends. And it's, we always had that family thing going on, yeah. but it was mostly me. I, I didn't want to go back to that and be disappointed again about uh, being in a band and, and the music industry. And it, it changed so much now in 2023, obviously it's a different ball game, but you know, I, I decided to do it because I heard the songs. It was the music that got yeah. me. You know, it was more like uh, Christian played me those tunes. I was like, oh, I, I had no, I had no choice. You know, it's yeah. like yeah. when I could have heard the music, and be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I, I'll do it. It was more like, oh my god. I know, I know. It's when it's undeniable. It's when undeniable. it's undeniable and it grabs right. you. And I, and listen, I can relate to everything you're saying about music because I've, you know, our our, our journeys have been very similar. Oh, totally. You know, I've, I've been close to it. Um, I oh, mean, yeah. like, I mean, you know, you've been I, into it. I think you, you were, yeah. I, you know, I did all that. And at the same yeah. time, I know what it's like to reinvent yourself. And there's something that when you're able to let go of it yeah, and really just say, it's okay, it's gone. Yeah, exactly. Something uh -huh. great happens, you know? Oh, totally. It, that, and that heavy weight on your shoulder just because oh my God. It, it's, that's all you think you can do in your life. That, and I know. also the love of it then. I mean, you too, it's like... I mean, I remember I was maybe I don't 10 years old and my goal was to be a rock and roll singer. That, that yeah. was it. I, yeah. Nothing else. Plan B. There was no plan. No B. plan B. I know. <laughs> I didn't want to, to, to have a career. And I looked at those guys like police Duran Duran and Colton, the cure. And I was like, that's what I want to do. That that's my thing. That's not the French thing. That, that's what I want to do. So, uh, but it came to an end, you know, obviously now it's a different, like you said, it's different, different ball game. Cause, uh, I feel so much better about it now. I'm, I'm, I'm super happy. Whatever happens, happens. And yeah. I think it shows on the record that there, we didn't try to do anything to make a certain kind of record. It was very naturally that we, uh, we wrote those tunes. Uh, the only goal was to make sure that they're good. You know, they're, they're great songs and I would be proud of it. And do you, do you want to know what my favorite song on the record is? Should, yeah. Shoot. Can you take a guess? Uh, yeah. Okay. How many, let's say three. Yeah, but I, I mean, it's there's one song that I and we're going to talk about. That's the song I really want to focus on because there's one song that I was just like, okay, holy shit. But yeah, oh, yeah. tell me, yeah, tell me what song you think it is. Uh, exhaling. Yes, yes. Okay. There's something that's going on in that song. Um, there's some melodic twists. There's an angst in there. Yeah, oh, totally. it's really so. I want to talk to you about that song because I. Hearing you guys, like, I don't know if that was one of the first songs you wrote for this project, like no, to, to start it up again or from something that came on later. But it came on later, I think. Yeah. That's a good song, dude. Yeah, it's, 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 um, there's a lot of, and we, like you said, there's a lot of angst in it, you know, that's, uh, I, I tried to, not I tried to, naturally, uh, the melody, what, what I had in mind was, uh, 
you know, Queens of Stone Age meets Jane's Addiction type yeah. thing. Well, you know? that's it. And there's, and some of the way you go off on the tail ends of your melodies towards yeah. the end of the song. And it's just, it's tasty. You know what I mean? And that, that shows when you, when you have someone that's a seasoned vocalist that knows what they're doing, you know, that that's the kind of thing that very few 20 year olds are doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, even very few 47 year olds can do, <laughs> I'll tell you that much. That was a challenge for me to, uh, because naturally I always ended up singing high, you know, because when you have that thing is like people, that's what they expect from you. The producer, sure. everybody, they're like, man, come on, you can reach those notes. And I'm uh, like, I can, but I'm, this is going to be a killer life. But they're like, oh, you can dude. So well, that's my problem. But I, 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 I want to make sure that, you know, it was more like, it's not even about singing high. I just want to make sure that, that, that the delivery was so good and authentic and so true that people can relate. Like you said, you know, you can feel the angst or you, you can feel passion through uh, certain, certain songs. That that was my, my main goal. Make sure that, man, this is undeniable. This is good. Even though it's not your style of music, you, you can't say like, oh, this is that's a bit shit, you know? So that's. Yeah, no. And, and that's, and, and I like it because like I mentioned, like the band, you know, I know the band's always had like a somewhat of an electro feel, but this record really feels like you stretched that out. Right. You, right, really, right. you embrace that. You know what I mean? You were, oh, yeah. you, you went, you went hard into it. Totally. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's good that you picked the song that I like um, the most because you know, right. we're in that we're, we're in, we're, we're in, we're in yeah, sync. Yeah. Things haven't changed. I'm, I'm scared of the other two. I want, I'm, I don't want to be wrong, but no, no, no. That like, that, that was, listen, Saboteur maybe it like would be the other song you like, which one? The Saboteur. I, I, okay. So exhaling for me was, was right up there. It was my, it was the one, the first time I heard was like, right. holy shit. And every time I go back to it. And I also think where, like track listing wise, the way you get it, you did it, it was, yeah. like, it was, it was well put together. Yeah. Um, but um, I really, really like hard luck a lot. Hard luck. Yeah. Right I really on. like hard luck. I like the whole record as a body okay. of work. And that's what I what, what And I find nowadays when you get a record, Sometimes it'll just be really like, you know, it's top heavy and then the back end mm. it's kind of, but it doesn't because yeah. the other song that I really like was school closure. So yeah, I find that whatever your pacing was really, really good yeah. for the track listing. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but that's the thing that struck me the most was that the songwriting was undeniable. And, and I think that's the thing that, that if you're a fan of mobile, you're going to be happy that the band is, is at us is still at a, the same level. And that right. was, you know, that was something that myself as a musician, I always wanted to try to do as well, you know, like right. when, even if no one listens, because I know, you know well, you got it. we put out two records, you know, um, since our last, uh, and we put up a couple of EPs and all that. And right. I'm really proud of the two records. You know, I think it stands up with anything else that we did, sure. but there's still people that are going to want to hear Montreal calling and there's still people that yeah. are want, you know what I mean? So you're going to get that like, Oh, they sound a little different, but what's great is that vocally you're taking chances. Oh yeah. And, and you're, you know, and, um, when you were prepping for the music and when you were writing vocal melodies, was there, was the input just internally or was, was there input from anyone else? Like, well, mostly the, the way I write, you know, it's really like, I never write lyrics before I hear a piece of music, you know? So right. Christian, the way we work most of the time, sometimes he likes to surprise me. I'm like, I go to his place and I'm like, do you have anything? He's like, no, not really. Then we have a couple of drinks and he'd be like, Oh, Check this out, and he, he he he's gonna get me off guard and be like, "So do you want to try something?" And I'm like, "Oh, okay." And sometimes he's just gonna send me other songs that I, I I'm gonna spend a little time with, and um, especially the first song on the record called "Come to Where I'm From." He yeah. sent it to me, and 
it just struck me like emotionally. I felt, oh my God, man, it was so special. You know, I'm like, he's the only one I know who can do that. And I got to his place and I did the verse actually in one take. It's probably what you hear on the record. There's a lot of that take that's still there. Yeah. Because I had words here and there and that was prepared. Like that's, I'm going to say those words and, and find a meaning around those words. That's usually how I work. Naturally, I sing whatever, but some right. words going to stuck. And then sure. I write a story around it. And even though sometimes I'm like, I don't know what the story is about, but later on, for some reason, I'm like, oh, well, it's like the story. meaning of the story comes yeah, after the word. I know. Yeah. Out, you know. Later on, even months or years, whatever, you know. So um, that was really cool. The thing is, some songs took me like two hours to finish. Some songs took me two years. Right. I mean, it's it was just like I, I went completely crazy on certain songs. And Jamie O'Mara, our good friend, he helped me out with certain lyrics because I was like, man, I can't find a phrase here. Yeah. Oh, why? You know, and he, he came to the rescue and he's like, come, I went to his house. I played him sort of song. He was like, this is good. I'm like, and he, he found those phrases like in two seconds. I was it's like, amazing. And I think it's really, so if people don't know, Jamie, Jamie O'Mara is, uh, was a really, um, you know, he's a, he's an, he's an incredible writer. Oh yeah. Um, and he's someone that was really instrumental in both of our bands. Oh, starts. totally. Yeah. I mean, he was the first guy to write up. Well, there was the second guy to write a review about slaves on dope. And I remember meeting him at our, first or second show at station 10 in like 1992. Right. Right. So I've known Jamie for a long time, but oh, one thing yeah. about Jamie is Jamie's one of the best writers oh, that I've ever a, read. You know, he's an oh. incredible writer. He's an incredible wordsmith. He's a great mind and he's also a great dude. So um, when I saw his, when I saw his name in there and I was like, ah, oh, and you know, I saw that he'd helped. I was like, okay, that's great because it's good that you're able to, you know, when you're able to collaborate with someone else on some of that stuff, like I've never, the last two records, Kevin and I wrote lyrics together and I'd never done that before. Yeah. You know, I, I, it was so all, you were in charge of it, right? Kev was me. Kev, and you yeah. Were, would, and then for the last two records, we wrote, we wrote lyrics together because okay. I wasn't inspired to write lyrics. Oh yeah. I was having a hard time and we would write together and, and it ended up being cool. Like we got, you know, it was a, it was a cool experiment right. to be able to, you know, bounce ideas off each other. So when I saw that you were collaborating with him to write, I thought that was really cool because he's another guy that is very talented and might not have been, you know, he might not have flexed his musical talent, but he's got a lot oh, of it. Man, he's so you know? good. It, I, like I said, he, I went like crazy with, I was like depressed. I was like, dude, man, those songs, I can't finish them. He's like, and he found those phrases in two yeah. seconds, literally. Yeah, it, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, and and it's, that's why I, I'm never scared of asking for help because no. sometimes oh. I can finish a tune really quickly. Sometimes, Christian, our guitar player, would help me with finding a way, or just I would be like, "This is the meaning." He would, and and he was really honest about being, "This is good, Matt, but I mean, this is not great." I was like, "What do you mean? It's not great?" He's like, he forced me to work harder, which was good. And also, my best friend Marc Andre, you know him. Uh, yeah. He's he's also really a, a really great musician, and he had great ideas. I would play him songs and be like, "I don't know what to do here," and he, he would find an idea in two seconds, and I use his ideas as well. And that's the thing too. I like to collaborate on, on music. Is I know my limits. Sometimes I can finish a song. Sometimes yeah. I just can't, and I need help. And it's great way because people they can read your mind and be like, "Hey, I know what's missing there." And you, even if it's the easiest thing you you you, you think you would have come up to, but you couldn't. But yeah. that person could, and that made a big difference for me. For sure. I, I have never. Um, I collaborated besides writing my own music. I collaborated once with somebody. Okay. Um, I had uh, Annick Jean. Uh, I right. worked on. I worked on a record with her because she wanted okay. somebody to um, to help her proofread 
English lyrics and stuff. Right, and, yeah, and, right. and, and it ended up extending to once the lyrics were written, when she went into the studio, I sat and listened to her pronunciations and stuff. Right, and it was right. really fun to be able to do that. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's nice when you can collaborate and you, and you can see someone reach where they want to reach. And, and a lot of the times it's like you said, it's, it's asking for help. And, you know, I, and I'm sure for you, there's times in your musical career that you made decisions and what a lot of people don't understand for bands when, when things are going, when things are happening for a band, mm-hmm. you know, it's one thing when you're in your jam room and you're just the four of you writing or the five of you. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. But when things start happening for a band and you have decisions that are placed in front of you and you can go this way or that way. Yeah. It's always tough, especially when they're big decisions, you know? Oh, it's, it's, um, it's I, so did you like first, I want to tell you one of mine and I want to ask you one of yours. Cause I'm sure right. there's gotta be some for sure. me. One of the big ones was, Early on, before we moved to the states, we went. We ended up working with um, with Coalition, right? Yeah, and we went. Ended up going into a studio with Arnold Lanny, who had just written. It's Rob and Eric from Coalition, right? Right, guys. Right, and uh, you know, and um, and Rob's brother uh, Arnold Arnold. was producer. He produced the first two Art Lady Peace albums, Frozen Ghost. He was in Sheriff. You know, incredible songwriter. Sure, he wanted to write with us. Right. We didn't want to write and share credit with anybody. No. So we were like, you know, we were giving three options. You can either write with me as a fifth member and then don't pay for any demos and we'll just go into okay. business together. Right. You right. can pay for your own demos or we can do a spec deal. And we were like, we'll just pay for our demos. And we did. Immediately, the interest was lost on their part because sure. there was there was no nothing to get into, you know. Yeah. But I remember now in hindsight we should have taken the help because we would have probably grown as a band what what would be your moment like that well see it was exactly the same with matt dimiteo when we met him uh when we met our our former manager bless his soul he passed last year probably who is a legend oh yeah i mean and the thing is like we met i don't know maybe like 10 guys that wanted to manage mobile we really definitely started to have a buzz in toronto and I think we Bob was the last guy we met and he was so he was a special dude and he, he believed in us also. But the thing is, like with me, he was like um, he was um, was so um, he told me, listen, dude, you're good, but you're not great yet. He's like, but I can make you great, you know, because you're a great singer. But I mean, those songs are good, but they're not great. And I was like, you're right. Because, you know, I was aware of, like, the quality of bands in Toronto and bands getting signed, like Billy Talent or, or, or other bands that, that got famous because they had really, really good songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and the thing is, like, I'm going to introduce you to this guy, Matt Dimiteo, who's a producer and songwriter. And I'm, I was solely open to the idea. I was like, hey, you know, man, I'm, if you can make me better, then why not? Yeah. And I remember the first time we worked together, I think probably second song we worked together, we did a showcase in New York City uh, for Atlantic, uh, not Atlantic, but um, Geffen Records and, and and a few other labels and didn't, didn't turn out too good. We came back from New York a bit bummed out and I felt like, man, shit, this is not going to happen. And we lived in Toronto, man, we have no money. And I'm like, man, I'm 27. This is like, should I? You should I stop this? You know that that might be enough. You know my chance passed, whatever. And we we went to the studio. Crick had a, um, um, started writing on this piece of music, and it was called New York Minute. And and he said like, oh, so so what happened to the showcase? I was really like, oh man, it's not that great. I think it's my fault. Like the guy said, like the singer this and that. So he's like, talk to me about New York. So I I just started singing whatever. So he and that was New York Minute on our first record. So he put all the good phrases, put them together and made, made an edit. And the next day, 
showed up to the studio. He's like, check this out. And he played it for me. I was so impressed by hearing me sounding so good. And he put this song together and he said, find me a chorus, right? And I was on my way to work and I had joined a subway and all I had in mind was that I had the tape cassette back then or CD, whatever. I listened to the song and I came and I, at work, I found the chorus, you know, I was there. And it's a huge course. I came from work and I, I went straight to the studio. I said, guys, I got, I got the course. So I, I went in the booth. I sang the course. Everybody's like, oh, my God. We, and that was a great moment. And I realized, like, that's the thing, too. Some people can make you so much better. And you have to accept that. And I accept. Listen, I knew and I know today I, I can sing, man. I'm, I can sing, yes. But I need help sometimes. I, I know people that are better writers than me. Yeah, and I, I can contribute, but also like I can, I'm much better as a teammate, as a team player, than sure. by myself. You know, that's that's the thing, and I realized that from a long time ago. And there's no shame in that because I feel like a lot of people like don't touch my song, don't do this, don't don't be involved. Yeah, fair enough. But I'm not like that. So. Well, we were. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bands are. <laughs> and 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 you know, it's it's funny when you think about it. Like it's it's one of those moments where you're just like. You know, you can't, you can't change the past, but, and it makes yeah. you who you are. Um, yeah. And the other regret I had was we, we got offered a publishing deal oh. when we, um, and I remember we got offered $250,000 for a record and we were holding out because our manager said, Lincoln Park just got a million. There's yeah. more money for you. Oh, yeah. And we didn't. So we didn't. So we own all of our music. Yeah. But we've never had it. Because I don't like it. The, the deal you got, that's the deal we had. Right. And we right. And well, we did. We, yeah. But, but, but you had, but you probably had somebody working the copyright. You probably had somebody placing the music and stuff. We sure. didn't. So we've never had placement that's been done. We've not, you know, yeah. but we own everything. So it's weird. Like I, I, you know, knowing what I know now, um, right. If I was to manage a band, I would I would probably tell them to do things a little bit differently. So it's interesting yeah. with with age and with wisdom how how your your yeah. perspective on music changes. Yeah, but the thing is, like, also it's like you. I mean, looking back too, I'm like because we almost signed with Atlantic, you know, Atlantic yeah. Records. They wanted to sign us, and that night when we when we went to New York again and we did that showcase and we played, really, we killed it. And they were, Atlantic were there; they were really signing us right right on the spot. And Steve Thompson was there, who produced, uh, who mixed Appetite of Destruction, and yeah, and he makes Tears for Fears and Lennon, and I mean, he's a legend. He, he was there at that showcase. I was like, who's this guy? He's like, hey, I'm Steve. Blah, blah. I want to produce your record. And I was like, oh, Steve Thompson, like what? You Matt, you you, you mix Appetite of Destruction and Tears for Fears, and so he was really he wanted to you know yeah. have a go and 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 work with us. And at Atlantic, we're like, we're signing you now. And then the thing is like our manager played the, his cards right because he's like then he got in touch with Interscope and, and then we there was a war you know obviously a bidding war for to get mobile at some point so finally we had like three or four really good offers so we picked the best one because Interscope was related to Universal Canada and, yeah. and we had we were about to sign with Universal Canada and Randy Lennox who was the president back then he was yeah. a champion same with Alan Reed who was the the NR guy so it was just like hey man this is gonna happen it did, but it did not. <laughs> but what matters is that you've been able to live this experience. Oh yeah. You're able to, you're able to share this experience with people. Sure. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of good that people like you and I can do. Oh, sure. By sharing these experiences with people, oh, because yeah. it's, there's a lot of knowledge that you work totally. hard for. And you know, oh, it's, it, 
it's it's there it's there and it and it and it never goes away and it's something that you can wear as a badge of honor so totally the thing is also i, I it, it reminds me like even back in the day and even today when i speak to uh, younger musicians i say well the, the game has changed obviously it's totally different now obviously it's 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 very it's very different but um i feel like a lot of people are not aware of the of the industry that the traps on the industry and hey man you 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 got to be careful out there well especially now because there's less money to people are so like you're because people when they're interested unless it's they're not your friends it's fans or people from the industry that are interested in you they see they they can make make a buck out of you obviously that's yeah of course that's what it is it's a business yeah it's a business and the thing is you're like oh my god yeah they they like it so much then you can easily get caught up and get fucked around obviously you know that's the the thing you know so you got to be aware even today i mean we had different deals with mobile that we yeah man that was not cool so now you 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 put this record out um How much of this is 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 you guys? Is is like you guys have good control on this? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we we uh, we got involved with uh, with our our manager. His name is Brian Etherman. He's been around for for a long time. Yeah, actually, we met him way back in the day when we uh, we were in, when we were living in Toronto, and he was a great dude. We I think we chose Bob over him. It was really close, and then um, we were working with Matt Dimitteo on on this uh, upcoming uh, upcoming record, and he said like he, he knew this guy would be interested in us, and it was Brian, and he listened to the songs, and he was like, "Hey, I want to be involved." And he had, uh, you know, his manager, he's got a record company, and also yeah. he had like access to grants for Factor and stuff like that. So it, for us, also, it was like, "Oh, somebody can take care of things that we don't yeah, have to." Yeah, take care of. well, and that's the thing. Like, I think a band at the at the root of it, a band always would like. It's always nice when you can have someone. Like I know for Slaves on Dope, all we ever wanted was to have someone come in and help us and take care oh, of us yeah. a bit. Um, and we were always re- so when someone would come in, we would almost be like, "Oh yeah, please, like yeah, yeah, we're so yeah, ha- yeah, yeah." And we'd be so appreciative, but then we trust oh. too fast, and then we'd get screwed. And like you know, we've got we got screwed over by a manager. Like we got all kinds of things yeah. happen to us. Yeah. So it's nice when you see coming back to it. It's nice to see that in 2023, you're putting out new music. Um, you seem to be really happy about it. You seem to be in a good place musically talking oh, yeah. to you. Um, and it's and it's it's great to see that the the songs are at a certain level still because that was you know from the first fucking day I saw you play, <laughs> that's what I noticed right away. The delivery, the songs, like it was there. You had that, yeah. and no one can ever take that away from you. No matter how many no, no, deals and how many bad yeah. experiences, when you exactly. have that, you have that. You know, it makes you better in a way because it makes makes you appreciate and make weirdly enough, you know, sometimes you feel when you're younger, you know, you have more power as a vocalist. Whatever, seems I have more power now, you know, which is weird because I'm, you know, I'm not getting any younger. But it's not even that. It's really like the delivery that's important. I think that when you you put a record on and whoever's singing, and you feel like, oh my god, this is like wow. Doesn't matter if you have a strong voice or power, whatever. It's just more the delivery, and if it sounds real and true. And that that was my thing with mobile too. I think I've, I've achieved that with this record more than the other two. You know, I think it's uh, it's better because I think oh. the delivery is like because I've been through a lot of shit. So. It's, it, 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 the delivery is fantastic. The record's fantastic. Um, I want to know what's coming up next for you guys. So what's the plan? Right. Um, the thing is, like, we we want to play more gigs. Obviously, we're playing Montreal on October thirteenth. We, okay. we we're actually trying to play earlier, but all the rooms we were looking at were booked. So um, we're gonna do that in October. We're actually looking at other dates. We're gonna do some more 
promo stuff in Toronto and also um, obviously it's a bit of a challenge because uh, you know we all have day jobs now and families so yeah. you know it's it's a bit of a challenge to uh, um, uh, to do both you know to be in a band and um, the thing yeah. is like when you put a, a record like that it's still like it's a it's a good record so it doesn't sound like oh those guys were like just whatever it's 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 strong so people have expectations so it's it's a thing that we have to manage find a way that uh, we were able to uh, get out there and play more so uh, that's pretty much what's going to happen for us try to play more gigs and uh, get as many opportunities as we can to get out there and play live cuz as you mentioned it's always been our strong suit is playing live yeah i mean i think it's always been like even for the first record or all the time, people were like, mobile was seen sometimes as a, a pop outfit, more of a pop band, but we we can kill it live. So I know that. Yeah, and yeah. we have uh, the extra mile. We're doing it when we are, we're live on a stage. So I think it's always been a good thing for us because sometimes you can hear a really cool record and you, you go see the band live and you're like, oh, man, this yeah, is terrible. Yeah, it's, really and it's just not there. Us, it's it's the opposite. I think we, it just gives the extra mile. 110%. Uh, Matt, thank you for taking the time to chat today. My pleasure. Um, it's pleasure. always, always nice to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, the new record is called Rove Matt to Redemption. Um, my favorite song is Exhaling. <laughs> and I, and I'm really, really proud of you guys. I'm really glad that you guys are still doing it. It makes me happy because, um, you know, it's great to find other things to do in life and to be happy doing other things. Totally. But when you're good at something and you're undeniably good at it, you need to do it. And I'm glad yeah. that you didn't lose that part of you because- it's evident on this record that you still have things to say. So thank you. Um, Appreciate it. Continued yeah. success, man. And, and hopefully we can chat again. And, sure. uh, and thanks for taking the time, man. I really appreciate My it. My pleasure. Always. Man, that, that chat was awesome. Like I was saying before the intro, it's really cool when you guys talk about, but I also love the idea because in all these movies, there's all these kind of like, it's, it's about succeeding. Mm-hmm. No, and everything you see, you always succeed. But there is a show called Daisy Jones and the Six where mm. this band kind of like are hot and then they break up when they've already made it. I find it fascinating when the band is at the cusp of yeah. almost becoming big and then not. Yeah. And I love hearing those stories, not because I bask in disappointment, but at the same time, just reality is so relatable. And I'm just so used to seeing rock and roll with rose colored glasses where yeah. everyone's talking how they became famous it's not all the time you get to hear someone talk about how they almost got famous i know i know i know you know it's it's uh and there's so many stories like that i mean so many stories you know it's like when you hear those stories i think uh the other day i was when i was doing my show i i talked about it was superhero day and i said that Mm. story about how james cameron was supposed to maybe direct a spider-man movie in the 90s and leo dicaprio was going to play spider-man and schwarzenegger was going to play doc ock and you hear that and you're like, could you imagine if that would have, it's like if Tim Burton would have done that Superman movie and Nicolas Cage would have been Superman. Like there's all these different scenarios, these alternate universes where, and there's an alternate universe where <laughs> mobile is a platinum selling um, band that, uh, that went on to be as big as you too. So listen, it is what it is. I that is featured in the Tim Burton Superman, Superman soundtrack. Right. And then jumped and did the, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyways, I'm really, really happy that we got a chance. Lois, I come from Krypton. I got this cape. I fly around. Whatever, man. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Never thought I needed to see that in my life, but I guess I really (laughs) did. All right. Well, anyways, let's thank our guest, Matt, uh, from the band Mobile. Thank you so much, Matt, for joining us. Um, And uh, listen, Ryan, we've got a lot coming. 
Um, we've been so much, got a lot of stuff. We've got some really, really interesting stuff scheduled and we've got some stuff that's going to bring you from here to there. I mean, I'm talking from like death metal to Canadian rock royalty. Like we are going all over the place in the next few weeks. So um, I hope people are enjoying the journey. And please, if you do like the podcast, please like subscribe, uh, hit that alert button. So, you know, when a new episode drops and the only way to do that really is to subscribe. We really appreciate all the support. And, uh, and tell your friends, we really, um, we love any kind of feedback. Um, if you have any suggestions, please, you can DM us on social media, or you can just uh, leave us a comment on YouTube. And thank you so much for listening. We know you're listening. We hear it. We see it. Uh, we love the reaction. And uh, and it's fun. I mean, we've been doing this. We're heading into our second year now. And it's uh, and it's a lot of fun. And we, again, we have a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, Ryan and Jason's big fat adventure is coming up soon. I think we're going to try to document that too. Very fat. Well, at least on my end, I, 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 I'm not fitting in a lot of my clothes, bro. I kind of like just was working for a few weeks while stress eating. Yeah. And now I'm feeling, and now I'm feeling the results. Yeah. But you joined, so, you, the, know, you joined the gym. I, I joined the gym, but apparently I joined the gym helper from the office and not the GY. I mean, oh, that's a bad joke. But anyway, um, yeah, no, I will, man. I'm going to get back on the horse. going to do this. Uh, but I got to say I'm recording in a new room that I'm not usually doing, and I right. might do this a little bit more often because I feel like I'm sitting in a corner and it's giving yeah. me a new sense of energy. Well, and you've got a green screen behind you and like, if, yeah. you know, right now it's a green screen. If people are watching, you might've replaced it with something else. Who knows? I mean, right I now, may you have, could, you could put yourself in a room full of slim people. I, I may just, you know, put 19 year old hotter me <laughs> wearing makeup and yeah. And fake leather pants. Maybe I'll do that. You you wear the one where you're wearing the fishnet top. I like that one. There you go. That, that was my thing for a while there. So I'm like, well, oh, whatever. Now I know how all those dudes. I'm just like, if I could go back in time, I'd just be like, listen, stop eating sugar and enjoy this. Because someday you're going to have to work for your waistline. Oh, God. And your metabolism is going to. Uh, stop, <laughs> meta- stop being your, your friend. Yeah, yeah. Your metabolism is going to have a meltdown. Yeah. Did you? Ah, did, whatever. Did you just? You didn't turn forty. You turned thirty-nine or forty. Well, I I've been telling everybody I'm forty for the last ten years, but I did turn thirty-nine. You turned thirty-nine. Very in case you haven't yeah, yeah. forty yet, you'll see. No. Forty. Everything changes at forty, and then when oh, you get 50, I, it gets I, worse. I, <laughs> I I was warned at twenty-seven. They're like things are going to start changing, and I'm like, shut up, future. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and all of a sudden, I look pregnant for like ten straight years, and I'm like, what's going on here? So, uh, you know, I'm a dad bod without the dad part. So I'm a dad dog bod and then my dog dies. So now I'm a cat dad bod and maybe we'll get in our, but no, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a God dad bod now. Cause I got so many God kids. I'm like Brando. It's uh, I have a lot of God kids, man. I'm not even kidding. Like I, can, I don't know. People, people keep trusting me. I'm like, what are you that, doing? That says something about you. And you know, who I I, so. do you know who I trust? Who? Heartbeat hot sauce. There you go. I trust them on everything that I eat. And this is the pineapple habanero. They've got a lot of great flavors. Go check them out at heartbeathotsauce.com. It's a great present for your godchildren. Be like, I know you're three, but here. Get them the scorpion. Here, kids. (laughs) Put some scorpion on their baby food and watch the fun ensue. Uh, Use our promo code. Use use our promo code Rockman20 to get 20% off your entire order. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much. Mm. Appreciate it. A big thank you to you. A uh, big thanks to our producer, Julia Kajerski. And thanks to all of you for joining us. And of course, thank you to Heartbeat. Uh, to um, And of course, thank you to Studio House Designs as well. Thank you to uh, Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Thanks to all of you for joining us on this journey. And we'll see you next time on the Rockman Power Hour.